All righty, y'all. We are with Fugitives right now. Arguably the greatest Call of Duty player out there. Uh, I guess that's my first question for you. What do you think of people saying that you're the best? Oh, uh, well, I think people who say that usually just don't realize the actual skill ceiling that Call of Duty and video games have in general. Like a lot of the way people think of video games is that you're either good or you're not. And I think a lot of casual people, I'd actually call myself a casual, but... um. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because people think, people don't realize how much time people put into video games, especially now that it's like, one of the biggest things I'm happy about when it comes to like streamers and the internet is how, I guess, like normalized video games have become. And I mainly think that's because of Fortnite and Ninja. That guy single-handedly made video games cool again. Because back in like, what, like 20, 2010, if you played video games and you were over like the age of like 16, you were just kind of seen as like a loser. And it's yeah. still kind of like that now, but I think with the resurgence of, you know, the internet culture, influencers, all that stuff, Ninja made video games cool. But I think it's still kind of like, almost like a new concept of the the ceiling that people haven't even seen yet. Because a lot of the content that is popular is more, you know, casual oriented. People don't realize the the money and time that is put into like professional gaming. Because me, myself, I'm, I'd call myself more of a content creator than a professional gaming for sure. Okay, because I personally know like Call of Duty pros and the amount of time and you know mental mental work they put into playing video games is absolutely insane. Because their their life is on the line when they're playing. If they don't play well, if they don't play well, they can lose their job. And it's it's a very competitive market. So I'm nowhere close to the best player, the a professional player even. Because people you know usually come to my Twitch chat or even say my YouTube videos that I could be like a pro if I wanted to. Like why don't I join a team? Stuff like that. And, you know, organizations is just a completely different story and situation with how inflated player salaries are and how competitive that can be. And even people who kind of don't do enough with their platform. Gotcha. How, how many hours do you think you put in um, a, a week playing? Um, unfortunately, right now, it's extremely random. But like I, when I was huh. younger, like a couple years ago, even before I did YouTube, that's when I actually played the most. Because that's when I actually wanted to play competitively. I did play competitively, not like a pro level or anything, but I just did it kind of like as an amateur. One of the ways I've gone over it in my YouTube videos as well is in like how to get better as a Call of Duty player. It's the same way you get better at anything in life, sports. Anything you're interested in is practice. I would shoot just like, they have private matches. You can just shoot robots. Like they're not real people, but getting the muscle memory of aiming is what matters a lot in Call of Duty. Like obviously playing the game, knowing the maps, knowing how people play is extremely important. But uh, one of the best, like, I would, literally any time I could, if I was doing anything, I'd be shooting something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just getting the muscle memory in is what matters the most. And unfortunately, you know, now that I've made this my full-time job, uh, it, it, it's sad to say, but that that time and that passion you had before isn't as easily applicable than it was before. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when you just had nothing to do all day, you'd just be able to game all day. But, you know, now I have personal responsibilities. I have content to create and, I, you know, I have to stream and no one's going to want to like watch you just streaming yourself do that. You have to be constantly entertaining. Yeah, it, it is kind of, it's a job. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Like, do you feel like you might be able to like lose the magic on playing games once it becomes a job? Like, is it ever like that? Or is it kind of like a sliding scale? Like sometimes you're really into it. Sometimes it's a lot of work. Like what's that kind of like making it your job versus uh, just a hobby originally? It's definitely extremely different when you have to see it as a job. But for some people, it's more just like, I think with the thing with Call of Duty is that it's a yearly release. And I mean, they make it a yearly release just because they want to make the most money as possible. If they put out one good game and then wait three years, that's $60 
they could lose every year from millions of people buying the game. So I think what happens for a lot of people is they'll really like one game, get super attached to it, or they'll really hate it and go back to the old one. So I think with the way the Call of Duty cycle is, it really just depends on the game you're playing. If you like the game, you're going to want to play it more. If it's fun to create content, you're going to want to do it more. It really depends on the uh, the game. But I mean, one of my favorite Call of Duties is like Black Ops 2, Black Ops 2. Those are the games I have the most hours in. And obviously, it's going to be more enjoyable. But for like games like Vanguard, I didn't even play them. Like I just went back. I, and I think that definitely has like a big part on how much you want to play a game and whether it feels like a job or not. Because if you generally enjoy it, you don't care. And even though like... It is definitely different when you see it as your job, but that's probably like one of the biggest tips I can give people is you should never see YouTube or anything like that as a job. A lot of people come into my channel like, hey, how do you how do you become a content creator? Do you have any tips for streaming, any tips for YouTube? And my biggest tip would to be have fun. Like if you're thinking of it as a job when you have no one watching you, you're never going to enjoy it and you're never going no one's ever going to want to watch a YouTuber or a content creator who doesn't seem like they enjoy what they do and are having fun. And obviously, I, th this might not sound good to a lot of people, but I think people who play video games are probably the big biggest babies ever. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, they want things exactly how they want it, and they want it immediately. And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. Um, obviously, it's my job. I'd want it to be exactly how I want it. But I also understand that that's just not how life works. You're never going to have to... You're never going to get everything you want exactly when you got it. You're going to have to adapt to certain situations and find ways to get around things. But um, seeing it as a job has definitely changed how much I play, how much I enjoy it. Because if there's a bad game out and people don't want to see it, you're going to have to like sometimes do what you don't want to do. Okay. But you're also yeah. going to have to you know do what's best for you at the end of the day. People still want me to go back and play the... Uh, the Call of Duty that made me, you know, who I am today. But the game's like four years old. It's full of cheaters. It's basically impossible to like play and make content on. But people want it that bad. But you're gonna have to do what's best for you and just kind of move on. So, so was that the first game that like got you into Call of Duty? Oh no, no. What, was, what was your actually just your first game that got you into gaming in general? Like, do you have like an OG favorite game that you used to play? Um, or is Call of Duty the the reason like you kind of got into it a lot more? So I've been playing video games as long as I can remember. I actually don't even remember what my first game was, but literally since I can remember, I've been playing video games. But for the longest time, I was like strictly playing like Nintendo stuff because I, you know, I, I was young. They were gonna let me play Call of Duty, but yeah, yeah, I was just mainly playing Nintendo until I think like 2010, 2011. I got like an Xbox 360 for Christmas, and that's when I got into Call of Duty. But I had played Call of Duty beforehand. Um, gotcha. The first time I'd played Call of Duty was I think it was like with my cousins or something because I didn't have an Xbox at the time, and then. One of the times I, I can for sure remember ever playing Call of Duty like on my own was, I mean, I was so young that I was being babysat at the time. I was being babysat by this girl and her boyfriend had a PlayStation 3 with GTA 4 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, you know, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And that was the first time I'd ever played GTA or Call of Duty. And I enjoyed it a lot, you know, because when you're a kid, there is no... This is before video games were taken super seriously. So you could be just getting absolutely cooked, even by like robots and story mode or whatever. You're just dying over and over again, but you're still having okay. fun. Gotcha. Because I didn't really care about getting better, improving or anything like that until like maybe 2015. Because like even when I did start playing Call of Duty, I used to do um like ninja defuses, if you ever like remember that, where you just like hide by a bomb if someone plants you, you'd go defuse it without them seeing you. Yeah, I do yeah, that. Yeah. I like tried sniping, like pub stomping, all that stuff, and then what really you, made me want to destroy a lot. Back yeah, then, yeah. Or? I I got into search and destroy through like friends and and family and stuff like that. 
so I've been playing that forever. I even like played hardcore search and destroy like against my will, like in split screen or whatever. Because I used to be like one of those split screeners. So yeah, I was uh, I wasn't ever too good or anything like that. But it was always fun. Gotcha. So so uh, and you brought up hackers originally, like kind of like mm -hmm. ruining previous games. Like, what do you have to say about like hacking in general now? Like, what games are the biggest problems for it? <sighs> I mean, it's almost every game nowadays. Any first-person shooter you play is going to be... Weirdly enough, one of the games that I know doesn't have like a huge shooting problem, which is like really surprising to me just because of how overall popular it is, but it's Fortnite. Even though oh. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not necessarily like the biggest fan of Fortnite. Like, I don't play the game a lot, but I have a lot of respect for the game. Not because of like it making video games cool again, but because of how much support they give their game. And they do kind of do scummy things, but... I think they're one of the games that every game should strive to be in the sense of that game is turned into something as small as like a battle royale into a game where it's almost like you can do anything. You can play Among Us in Fortnite. They have like a map creator. Yeah. You can literally, or well, you could play Call of Duty inside of Fortnite, but then Activision, you know, got their lawyers on it and they took all yeah. that stuff out. But they print money, Activision, yeah. definitely. But like, I agree. Like, it got the casual gamers like, I'm not the biggest gamer, but like oh. I was obsessed with Fortnite. Like yeah. I like like bread and butter every single day. I'm going nuts on Fortnite. So I think it did kind of like draw in a big crowd of people that yeah. didn't previously game and then got them into some other stuff. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, even even for me, I think it's more the fact of how they support their game. Like they're constantly, you know, trying to listen to the community. And I, I'm sure people are gonna be like, you don't know, you don't play Fortnite. Like someone's gonna tell me something they did. I'm sure they do bad things, but I think compared to something like Call of Duty, where people are constantly asking for the smallest things every single year, for Activision to almost ignore it and you know just do what makes them the most money instead of doing what the community or even the game needs to succeed is the biggest difference between Epic Games' Fortnite and Activision's Call of Duty. Because speaking of like hackers and stuff, you can't even go back and play the old Call of Duties. They either just don't work or, you know, what happened to me uh, like a year ago, actually, was I was playing Call of Duty Black Ops 2, arguably like seen as one of the best Call of Duties of all the time, like by the community. Totally. Um, but we were playing it, the original Black Ops 2 through Steam. And a lot of the old Call of Duties, almost like a decent amount of them, they all have an exploit where if you're playing them on Steam, which is the only like legitimate way to get it, like you're, you have to pay money. It's still $60 in the year 2023 to get a game that's 10 years old. Um, it's the only legitimate way to play the game, and even though they're still charging full price for this game and all of its DLCs, everything's full priced, people or hackers, literally anyone, it's the easiest thing to do in the world, they can infiltrate your computer, hack into your computer, and do whatever they want with it. And this is just really? from playing the game, yeah, if you just go into multiplayer and play anything, hackers can get into your game, get into your computer, and do whatever they want. So, oh. yeah, because... Oh me, Aiden Ross, a couple other content creators, we were playing, um, we were just playing against each other this one night for money. We're all doing it on stream. And thank God I've never been more blessed in my life that Aiden Ross got mad at me because if we did well, he kicked me from the game. And the second I got kicked from the game, because we were all streaming at the time, yeah. these, these hackers joined his game. I think there was three people in the lobby. It was like Face Way. I think it was Cuffin. But they joined the game and they hacked everyone's computer. I heard that like their, their cryptocurrencies got stolen. And oh. they, they just completely infiltrated everything. But like, luckily for me, Ian Ross, he's gotten docs like plenty of yeah. times. Too. I've seen like the swatting and all that. So is that why you have like the cat? Um, like, first of all, why do you pick a cat as <laughs> kind of like your avatar? And uh, aside from doxing, like, do you is there is that the only reason you conceal your identity? Is um, that the main reason to not get swatted and all that kind of stuff? So the main reason I, I mean, I'm pretty open with my like my viewers and stuff. Like, I don't mind telling them things, but the 
the main reason is is just because i think people don't realize that once you go into this fully you can never come out you know once you make the internet a part of your full life there's no going back it's kind of like the way i see it is once you do something on the internet you can never take it back if you tweet out something stupid it's there forever and i just don't know if this is going to be my whole life i would like to be able to separate my personal in real life versus my you know online alias or whatever gotcha that makes total sense honestly yeah, yeah. and you want to like you say you say something not not like you would but say you said <laughs> something or tweeted something in like 2012 or something like that and then you want to get a job and you get like canceled it just sounds yeah. it's just like the cancel culture is insane now so but now aside from just being canceled i agree like you can walk on the street live a normal life do whatever you want without people like coming up to you and all that yeah because yeah. it has nothing to do with like cancel culture for me it's more just like I think we're in the era of people just not respecting each other's privacy. Even the smallest things will get you like doxxed or if you tweet out something that like a like a Taylor Swift stand doesn't like, now your address is on Twitter. Like if you yeah, yeah. if you do the smallest thing that people don't like and that's because of how I feel like a lot of people still to this day, everything's on the internet now. Like even whether you want it or not, there's nothing you can do. There is really no way to get around getting doxxed. And I know that like it, it eventually happened to everyone. Um yeah. and that's not the problem for me um because i actually had planned on doing like a face reveal like a really really long time ago but then people got really really weird um i used to like because i don't have like any in real life friends right so when i had started content creation i had only followed people like i knew on the internet and people got really 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 weird when it came to seeing my face people were getting like dms people were pretending to be like my, my cousins and stuff damn it people be oh. like you remember that one time we hang out can you just send me a picture of him so i, I can like it, it was really weird like because th there was a point where i'd even like i was following ugly god on twitter because you know we'd followed each other on on or not on twitter on instagram and people were dming him because i guess people thought he knew what i looked like but it just took it got to a point where i just unfollowed everyone because I just didn't want people to get harassed over something they have no control over because none of them know me in person. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, cut that off completely. Dude, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think you made the right call, honestly. And I, yeah. it probably will continue to, to benefit you, especially... I've just seen all these videos of people getting swatted and it's just insane to me, honestly. But, uh, but aside from that, everything else you brought up. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did want to ask too, um, what are your, in your opinion, what are the three greatest consoles of all time? Ooh, that's a hard one. Games as well. I'll, I'll kind of give you a double there. Yeah, for consoles, I'm I'm a young guy, right? So that like speaking on the whole con like cancel thing, I mean everything I said before YouTube, I was underage. Anyways, if people use that excuse, so I give anything, you know what I mean? But um, okay. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Is for me, I think some of the greatest consoles of all time would probably I don't know. I like Nintendo consoles a lot, but that, I feel like that's mainly because of their games. Like the Wii is a great one, but I'd probably yeah. say for like my era. I'd probably say the Xbox 360's got to be up there. That's just like definitely like a good one. Um, classic, classic. Yeah, for Mine sure. Mine still works after like 20 years or whatever, 18, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, actually, I have my PS3 like across the room over there. It's not. I don't think it's as good as the Xbox, but like it's, it's still pretty good. But um. Yeah, my PS2 still runs too, actually. I don't. I mean, that thing is like a... And same with the, the GameCube. Just back then, everything just ran like you could throw it off. It a, just a, worked. A, like now yeah. every, everything's just made to not last. So you just buy another one um did you run um like mario on nintendo 64 no i was i wasn't around the back then i i think my first ever like nintendo console was probably like a game boy advanced or something like the the small one not like the big purple block one but uh it was kind of like a ds like the ones that flip open okay i was running the color back in the day yeah I, no <laughs> I, i'm 25 i guess i'm not that old but now i'm like the color it was literally they, it was like whoa it's in color like that's the big selling point like what the fuck yeah uh, so you said uh, xbox 360 
PS3, any any other No, I probably wouldn't say the PS3. I think just the Xbox simply for like the social aspect. I feel like the Xbox 360 was like the first console where, you know, Xbox Live, Netflix, you could do anything with your friends at the time. And I think PS3 hadn't really like had that aspect like done as well as Xbox at the time. Oh, you said the Wii, yeah. I agree with the Wii too. I mean, that was the first time I got Netflix on my thing and I was like, holy shit. The Wii was definitely a crazy one. And then for the third one, I don't know. I want to say something new, but I feel like there it's like kind of we've plateaued on innovation in the sense of like something being like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like it's small and incremental until, you know, maybe one day we'll have that big boom again when something's figured out. But uh, the Wii Xbox and uh, maybe if you only got two, then yeah, then I'd probably say know, like the DS or something like the original like yeah. Nintendo DS just because you could play Game Boy games. And I just feel like the thing about Nintendo games is that their games always make up for their lack of hardware. Like the Switch, for example, I kind of hate the Switch. Like it's basically like a tablet with controllers on the side, but the games are so good that it kind of like, you're never going to be able to play a game like Mario Kart on any other console. Like you can only play a game like Mario Kart on a Nintendo Switch. Totally. I agree 100%. Yeah. I, I did also want to know too, because I know you're, you're, not, you're not in a clan, but do you ever plan on joining one or starting one yourself? Like, do you have any clan plans? So I've heard this a lot. And when it comes to joining an organization, people ask me all the time, why don't I make my own? And if I want to do that, that'd basically be me saying, I want to go homeless, you know, because the thing about (laughs) esports and organizations right now is that I I don't know if you ever keep up with them, but basically right now there it's a bubble that's popping. You know, people are getting paid hundreds and thousands of dollars to to play video games and that's all they do I'm, I'm talking mostly about pro players and i've had a lot to say about this because as someone who makes creates content on call of duty and i'm mainly speaking about call of duty because i think it's one of the most inflated esports i mean I, i've heard a lot of things about like valorant and stuff like that which is another game i enjoy a lot but basically a call of duty pro player will be getting paid to six hundred thousand dollars a year and can't even hit like the go live button or something and i understand they're playing for like eight hours a day <laughs> They're trying to qualify, all that stuff like that. But I think if you're playing, if you're getting signed to an esports team, you should be also growing your own platform because it's happened to a lot of people. Well, they're, they'll join an esports organization or even do something like YouTube and only have one egg in one basket. And as soon as that egg is gone, it's hatched, you go broke. You, you have to go get a job at like Walmart or something. You know what I mean? I've yeah, seen it happen yeah. to a lot of people. They own your. They own you. Have you seen that Phase Clan's like stock is down like ninety nine percent? It's bad. Like that? <laughs> I, I tried buying their stock at like five dollars, and then uh, I, I don't know if you know who Jake Lucky is. He tweeted out that like Phase members sold all their stock, and I just knew like it ended up not being true. But I just knew at that point it was only going to go down. So I just sold all my stock, and I was done with it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good. It, I agree, it's a hundred percent a bubble. Yeah. Yeah, and it's already you, started to you, pop. Would you one v one anyone in phase? Like, who actually? Who would you want to one v one the most right now in Call of Duty? If you could pick anyone that you haven't been able to. Yeah. So recently, actually, uh, me, me and Phase Rain made a video. Um, because I've been talking to him like behind the scenes for for a little bit now. He's he's a really cool guy. I, I think I met him back in like 2020. He came to my chat. He showed love to me, and uh, oh, we've yeah. been talking recently. We we're actually supposed to make like a one v one video like a little bit ago but we ended up doing some other video but it'd probably be him just because he's like a really he's a really cool guy to, like, to hang out with because for me i don't really care about showing like skill anymore a lot of people who watch me seem to think that's what i'm there for is just to, like show how good i am but um initially like you know my whole content idea was to just be able to you know show reactions more than anything like my original content 
was kind of based off of old Call of Duty videos. So that was kind of why I never really talked. It's not like I didn't have my voice in. It's just like I just didn't talk as much. Um, and it wasn't like super fast paced, super cut, super edited, just because I liked that old style of content that was, you know, back from like the early 2010s where, you know, people didn't have like crazy setups. People didn't have like, some people just didn't even have microphones, you know? Um, so that's kind of what my, yeah. (laughs) And I've definitely kind of moved away from that. And it's not something I necessarily want to do. It's almost something like I feel like I have to do if I want to, you know, keep up with the times. You know what I mean? Because that's what a lot yeah. of people, I feel like you have to adapt. And as much as people like to say they like miss when I didn't talk, I kind of miss when I didn't talk either. Because I, like, I definitely say some cringe, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of cringe. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah, also speaking on like the whole cat thing, um, this is just like a default model. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I have a custom model made. I just never ended up using it because it was like, an anime character and i thought that was like kind of cringe because like i like anime right but like it's like because it's like a whole vtubing thing so like what this is called is like vtubing and a lot of them are like anime characters i had one made for me it was really expensive but i kind of just like looked at i was like i i like the cat because you kind of can't take it seriously it's not something like you're supposed to be like i'm like looking at you right now and i'm like (laughs) it's kind of fun though like the ears kind of flutter up every once in a while yeah i can (laughs) like it, it like tracks like my blinking like i can close one eye i can like stick out my tongue and it'll, yeah. like, it'll track everything. It's like really cool. It's, and it's you know, the technology is only going to get better. I want to get to a point where I can, I have, I have like 3D models made of like using Call of Duty assets of like characters and stuff that I've like used for like thumbnails or whatever. But oh, I want to no get way. to a point where I can have like my full body tracked if I'm not already like face camming or something. Because honestly, be I, yeah, I do. I do actually want a face cam. Like I think about it all the time. I, I would much rather, you know, do like actual face cam content. I feel like it's a lot more fun to watch even though this is like i think this is definitely better than you know there being nothing at all especially when you're streaming i don't think you know and many people want to watch just the gameplay anymore and hear reactions behind it and like i think you seeing someone moving reacting in real time is a lot better for sure totally totally that's sick i i had a couple more questions for you too just kind of in like the um the gaming sphere of like development mm-hmm. i know dr disrespect recently made a game i'm wondering like would you ever have any plans to make a game or if you hypothetically did what kind of game would it be or is that something that like is of no interest to you i was actually thinking about it like today or yesterday um not really? like yeah but it was only because so i'm not sure if you know but recently uh you know how i was talking about like every call of duty game like that's old you just can't play anymore because the hackers like they just infect your pc and stuff like that yeah oh totally yeah so there had been i guess clients i guess is a way you can call them a client where you could play old call of duty games so basically there was a community of modders who would take the game and then make a client for it where you could play the game safely for free and basically not have to deal with all the microtransactions it would unlock everything for you it'd be the only way like the only safe way to play the game there would be a server browser all that stuff you wouldn't have to worry about cheaters you wouldn't have to worry about people infecting your pc it was basically the only safe way to play the game and the only issue was is that Oh, I don't, I don't really know if it was an issue to Activision, but basically people would pirate the game. You know, now now Activision isn't seeing that money in their pocket from Steam. So mm. recently, Activision, I think it was yesterday, actually, Activision had sent a, this this client is called X Labs, by the way, and they had been around for a, a really long time. A very I don't, I don't know how long exactly, but it's been years. OK. Um, and they had sent a cease and desist to, to S1X, which is the uh, I guess the group that makes these uh, these clients. And this client was for Modern Warfare 2 advanced warfare call of duty ghost and black ops 3 and they sent a cease and desist letter basically saying you have to shut everything down 
And this is right after, I think it's been a week since they also shut down another. This is like actually supposed to be a completely new game. So these group of modders are making a game not from the ground up, but based off of a Call of Duty engine, where it was basically every Call of Duty in one. So it was all the guns, all the maps, all the good stuff. And they were also, you know, making their own changes and their, like, their own progression to the game. So it wasn't like they were just like, here, have the Call of Duty game, now you can play without cheaters. They were making their own game from the ground up. And, uh, they shut it down? Yeah, they shut it down, and this is after two years of work, and the whole Call of Duty community was super hyped. Like, they had been, they had been hyping this up for a while, and then I believe the reason they had shut this down, well, I don't know anymore, because of the, the shutdown yesterday, because the other one, they never said you didn't have to buy the game. Like, they said you needed to own the game, but the issue was that, like, people were pirating anyway. It's just wild because they put so much money into stopping like cheating and mm -hmm. then it gets patched in like a day. Yeah. Like, uh, and then it, like, uh, do you know why they would even do that? Is it just because like, cause if you already own the game, it doesn't really make sense. They just don't want it out of their hands. Like, I don't know. either. It's wild. It, it, it is really weird considering they won't fix the exploits that are in the actual like retail versions of the game. Yeah. Cause the reason people assumed that they shut down SM2, which is like the, uh, like the fan Call of Duty game was yeah. they had recently changed engines so originally they said you needed to buy an original copy of modern warfare 2000 or modern warfare 2 2009 they said you need to you needed an original copy bought from steam but because of how old the game is there was like technical limitations that they were running into and they're like we don't want to deal with this we're going to move over to a newer engine so what they what they did was they moved over to the modern warfare remastered engine and that game came out in 2016 they moved over to that, but they said, you don't need to buy this one. We realize we made a lot of you buy that original Mono for 2 game, but now that you can't, now that you've already spent the money, we don't want you to spend money again. They didn't say they would let you pirate it, but they just said you didn't need the game. And everyone assumed Activision was like, we don't like that. Like, you're done now. But then after, wow. they, after they sent that out, they did it to the other, like, to the X Labs where you did have to have the game. So now no one knows why they're doing it. People just assume they just want you to buy the game anyway, but no one's going to buy the game because the games aren't safe to play. So it's a it's a really weird situation. That's wild. Do you think SM2 is coming back? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, no. I don't. And the thing is, is, I think this is really set back like game preservation in itself, because Nintendo is kind of known for shutting down like any modifications to their game. Like if you do anything to a Nintendo game, like you're done. And I, oh, I feel like Activision is kind of like they're kind of taking the same steps. But I think this is extremely an extremely bad idea. I would completely understand if they took down these like projects and fixed their own games, but I mean, people had been complaining for years about how unsafe they were, and recently I forgot what happened, but I think they actually did try to update the game. It did nothing. It literally did nothing. They tried to update one of their games on Steam, and it still didn't like because it's so bad to like. This is a different game. This is Black Ops Three. A lot of streamers can't even play the game. There is this program where it'll literally tell you like you don't even have to have the game open. There's just this list of names, and you can tell the second they get online, you press a button and their game just insta crashes. So if they want to make content and play the game, you can't. It'll literally just immediately tell the hacker if you get on and just close your game. Yeah. So they're just out of control. There's no <laughs> reason. Bad. There's no reason for it. Yeah, I, I assume they just want people to buy their game, but I don't think that's really gonna happen unless maybe you're on console. But even like the old games, like Modern Warfare Three, you can't even play it on console just because it's so old. The matchmaking doesn't work. Yeah, that's so. Do, do you think like the what do you like? What are your thoughts on the future of gaming? Like in the next like ten, twenty years? I mean, this might be kind of like my last question here to kind of leave things off. Like, what do you envision it being like? Um, and do you think Call of Duty can keep on rinse and repeating, making these 
games uh, or is there things going to change like what are your thoughts i think call of duty will survive for as long as it wants to i think the only game that can kill call of duty is itself just because it's been so popular for so long i mean i'm sure you've heard people are you like super familiar with call of duty or no oh yeah yeah i played pretty much all all of them up until maybe the last two or so once uh -huh. i got really busy doing content yeah uh but yeah i grew up on call of duty as well from the, the og <laughs> days i even had the the world at war, like with the freaking nunchuck. I mean, I wasn't playing on a PC, but like uh -huh. I was running like Wii uh, and Xbox 360 mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is still going to be relevant for a real long time. It's something we call like the COD cycle. So every time a Call of Duty releases, people like it for like the first week. Then a couple months goes by, everyone's like, this game sucks. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've heard your friends say, this game sucks. I never buy another Call of Duty again. Then the yes. trailer for the next Call of Duty comes out. People get super hyped it comes out this is the best call of duty ever and then another you know it's just a cycle it'll keep going on forever no matter how bad they make the game people will buy the game it's too popular to go on its own and they put a lot of money i mean they made a billion dollars in three days with the last call of duty that's a money that will forever like they'll take that money and keep putting it into itself over and over and over it's again gta 5 i think made like a billion but they put in way more effort off the rip in like one or two days. But yeah, Call of Duty every single year can just run yeah. that shit again and again. It's you like, know, whoa. like even this year, like for 2023, there were supposed to be no Call of Duty. This was supposed to be the first Call of Duty that had a two-year cycle. This Call of Duty did really good. I mean, it made a billion dollars in three days, but then it had a steep drop-off. There was not mm -hmm. enough players playing the game. So they're like, all right, well, this game isn't going to keep making us money. We got to make a new one. And now they're making a sequel to Modern Warfare 2 in a year and a half, which is... I'm. Not sure how that's really going to work out, but what I think the future of gaming is, is uh, right now, I think we're kind of in a bad spot. I think, you know, the whole esports bubble is starting to pop. A lot of people are getting laid off, and I think it's the same thing with content creation. We're not in COVID anymore. Like, people are not sitting at home and are going to watch content creators, are going to watch video games, or even going to play video games. People have their, their own life to live, and I think, especially with maybe, you know, the economy not doing so well, or I guess projected not do so well, I think things are going to change even more, you know. There's going to be less money. So I think things are already getting ultra competitive, but it's only going to get more and more competitive. People don't have the time or the money to keep spending on every video game every year or just there's too many video games out right now. So it's only kind of kind of be like the kings that stand out. There's going to be less competition and more um, more of a monopoly, I think. Oh, but hmm. I do think right now the biggest issue with first person shooter games is like the whole cheating problem. It's not that bad in some games, but it's only getting worse just because I kind of do think it's because of Fortnite. People saw how much money you can make just from playing a video game. So now every video game is ultra competitive. You, like, you have to be the best of yeah. the best. People are always trying to make content, always trying to make TikToks. And I think it's only going to get you know more and more competitive, just the same way gaming is, the same way content yeah, I, creation is. It's evolving. I, think AI I might pop in there too. And people are yeah, like running like bots that can just like, it's just impossible. Yeah, that's know? actually what I was going to get into as well. Um, there, people are actually teaching AI how to play video games. Like they have it watching gameplay and teaching that. But also, there's an anti-cheat that I don't know if it's being used in. I think it is being used in some video games right now. I mean, I I heard that even the Call of Duty anti-cheat does have some AI usage to it. But there's an anti-cheat that's completely using AI, and it'll be able to tell if you're on a new account just because it'll know the way you played. It'll like, it'll watch the way you play. If it sees you're cheating and you're on a new account, and it sees that you're playing the same way you played on your old account, it'll ban you that way. But I really do think, because it's always going to be a game of cat and mouse, you know what I mean? Things are, people, cheaters are going to evolve, the anti-cheat's going to evolve, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's always going to be that game of cat and mouse, but um, 
it's really weird. I'm I'm not sure because I I want video games to keep going on forever, but I am worried that they are gonna eventually kind of like have a big uh, I guess depression if you know what I mean. Um, just because of you know video games nowadays are made by psychologists almost. You know these video games are being made to basically get you to spend as much time and as much money as possible. You know, there's a reason that video games have daily sign-in bonuses. They want you to go back to the game every single day, play a couple games, get off, and feel like you have to get on the next day. Um, it's basically just trying to get you to get that little hit of dopamine, then, you know, kind of take it away from you, go back, go back and forth over and over again, which is... Like uh, TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Just like, they just know how to reel you back home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it does, it is something that worries me, you know, cause I do think, uh, it's getting to the point where it's very addictive, not even video games, but I just feel like that's kind of almost the meta of being successful, successful nowadays is almost making your users addicted to you feeling like they have to get on or have to go to your, you know, social media platform, whatever it might be over and over and over again to get that hit of dopamine over and over again. It's just, it's a little, it's a little scary. Um, yeah. It's some like 1984 stuff, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely worries me, but uh I mean, I personally enjoy video games. Uh it, I don't play them as much as I used to, which is I think is my own fault just because I want to make I want to make better content, you know. Um I'm all about like, you know, making yourself a better person. Um and I don't know, I don't like to be a negative person, you know. I like to be honest. With with content or is it um, mostly really like you and just a few others so i've been trying to set that up for myself because for the first couple years like only i would probably say for like the last year i've been trying to set up um you know having editors and having a team behind me with like graphic designers and stuff like that but for a lot of it i have been doing it on my own but recently i you know i have like a couple editors i'm trying to have um you know work consistently the -hmm. issue with that is though for me is it makes it very hard to get out content because you know myself like before you know when i edited my videos they weren't super edited i was getting a video done in a couple hours i was uploading very consistently um and now i'm trying to have you know people work for me and it's always going to be hard for them to see like when you have someone editing your content it's always going to be extremely hard for them to see a piece of content the way you would see it if you send someone raw footage they're never almost never going to see it the way you do which is probably the hardest thing is you'll send someone a bunch of a bunch of clips and you'll be like this is going to be a banger. They're going to they're going to make it exactly how I want it. They they and they just never do. And that's not their fault, you know. It's just something that you have to teach them that comes with time. Yeah. Um but like that's Like like who you were talking to earlier here. You can pop in here for a second. <laughs> he I it was just me alone and basically for me for like, he, was, <laughs> hey. uh, he he uh, you know, eventually learned exactly my style and obviously yeah. it's less complex than like gaming footage and all that, uh-huh. but but uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, I feel like getting the team and like growing it is like you just don't want to give up your baby and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then eventually they kind of learn. But it's just like mm-hmm. and you have to do it with everyone. So yeah, um, yeah. for sure, yeah. And that's something I do want to have though, because I do think once you've hit that certain point, you need a team behind you, or it'll just become too much for you to handle. But that's always why I like to give people the uh, like because you know people always ask me how to how to become a content creator. I think when you're starting out, you should just upload content that you enjoy making and that you think is genuinely good. I think when you haven't had a fan base yet, you can upload it as infrequently as you want. Just make sure everything is a banger. If everything's a banger, someone's eventually going to find your content and have a bunch of banger content to fall back on. 
if you already have the name honestly it doesn't really matter if you make like a bad video every once in a while obviously you shouldn't try to you should always try to make sure everything's a banger but that's when you need to be consistent you need to keep hitting it out of the park every single time people will watch people will share but when you're that small creator doing what you actually enjoy do you know because people can tell if you're having fun when you're making something if people can sense that and people like the content you're making you only grow you'll never no no one will ever watch your content and be like that was a good video he seemed like he was having fun i'm gonna dislike the video no one's ever gonna do that but if you're, you know, if you're, if you're putting out bad videos, like, and you have no audience, you're only hurting yourself. And that's, that also comes with streaming. A lot of people, when they think that, you know, they want to start making content, they always think streaming is the way to go. But streaming without an audience that you already have beforehand is just a waste of time. I can almost promise you, you've never gone on Twitch and then scrolled all the way to the bottom to the thousands of people who have zero viewers. Like, that's just never going to work. Yeah, unless you're Mr. Beast hopping in there to give someone, <laughs> you know, $400,000, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, it's always That's better to just make an audience off of, like, TikTok and YouTube and just post bangers as infrequently as you need. As long as you're making sure every video is a good one, you'll eventually grow. And then that's when you need to start being consistent. Because for me, like, before I had posted, like, the Nuke video that, you know, made me who I am today, I was just posting whatever I wanted. If it was something I thought, because that Nuke video was something I thought was interesting. I thought I was like, damn, this is kind of cool, like... I, I've never I've never done something like this before, so I uploaded it, and that video flopped for months. That I think I uploaded that video in April. I don't think it got any traction until like May or June. So it took like a month or two before it even got traction. But when it got wow. traction, it got crazy traction, and it wasn't even a good video. It was just something yeah, that was cool. Random, yeah, like randomly, like months later, you'll have a video just pop off because someone saw it and shared it, and then, <laughs> yeah, that's, I agree. Though I think that's really good advice for people. Is just like especially with post reposting on you know clips on short form like you can't just pop in with zero followers and expect people to join without like actually just plucking and putting on, on various platforms like are you active on all platforms or um so, aside from just like youtube Twitch, yeah that's that? kind of why i'm trying to get a whole team is that i i kind of like almost burnt myself out and i, I definitely think the lack of quality and the couple the last couple of video or not video games the last couple of call of duties has definitely hurt that just because people are less interested, I myself have become less interested. So it definitely kind of hurt me. And definitely having editors made, you know, content coming out a lot slower. But recently I did get someone to start posting on TikTok for me. Though they oh, yeah. aren't necessarily the uh, the TikToks I'm looking to have being posted because they're kind of just gameplay clips. But I don't really want to make a lazy content, if that makes sense. This is nothing against the person. That is like a meta on TikTok, but that isn't really what I want to do. I want to have a story behind every TikTok, every video, because I think now that we're not in COVID, no one's really going to want to watch just like a, a clip of me killing like five people. Like, I just think <laughs> that the, um, I think content creation is going to have a very competitive, it already is competitive, but I think it's only going to get more competitive. Mr. Beast has almost set the standard for how a video should be made. It should have a story. It should be well edited, well paced. And you kind of just can't bullshit anything anymore because someone's going to do what you're doing, but better every single time. If you think you're making the best content, Wait a couple months. If you get complacent, someone's going to post something better than you. And that's where you start to fall off. You know what I mean? Because I I've, I've genuinely think I've fallen off. But I'm okay with like, you know, realizing something, accepting it, and then trying to change. Because I think if you sit there and you constantly... I think it's okay to have an ego. I want you to like think I'm the best. I'm him. You know what I mean? Like That's a great mindset to have. But if it's the point where you're delusional, you're never going to succeed. You have to be honest with yourself. And I think surrounding yourself with people who can be honest with you is one of the strongest things you could ever like. Those are the people you want around you. You don't want people just, you know. Yes, man. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but you definitely put in a, yeah, a better yeah, word than I did. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, and th okay. that's definitely like an issue I've had. Not like, you know, people just being yes men, but I've definitely surrounded myself with the wrong people. 
Um, I think me, you know, starting off the way I did, I've definitely learned a lot. I think I've I've learned a lot in a like a short amount of time, but I think I need to apply those things to myself before I, you know, like I think that's like my next step, you know. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. I think uh, I think that's all the questions I got. Honestly, that's super mm -hmm. dope. Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you really fast. One question. Uh, when's the, when's the last time uh, when's the last time you touched grass? Uh. <laughs> I think I went out last night. Wait, no, did I leave the house last night? I don't know. I'm actually thinking. <laughs> it's, been, it's been months. It's been no, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dope, bro. Well, yeah, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate you uh, popping on here. For sure.